Eoch Tanuyap, Kuiget Yuans, Kuiensna. Hi, everybody. My name is Kuiget Yuans. I'm a member of the Squamish Nation and the Yagalanis Clan of the Haida Nation. You're listening to Co op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. We live, work, play, and broadcast from the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil Nations. The Cooperative Connection on Vancouver Co-op Radio, 100.5 FM and online at coopradio.org. I'm Sandy Goldman. During last month's Co-op Week in Canada, we also commemorated the 75th anniversary of International Credit Union Day, which falls on the third Thursday of October. In this country, we have more than 2,000 financial cooperative branches taking care of their members and giving back to their communities. And one of those credit unions is First Ontario. It's a living wage employer, supporter of affordable housing, school nutrition, and financial literacy in the Hamilton-Niagara region. I spoke with Joanne Battaglia, Senior Vice President of Marketing, Communications, and Community Partnerships, to learn more, and began our conversation by asking, when First Ontario got started. Have a listen. First Ontario um, has been around now, I'm going to say, 84 years. Uh, We started out as a Stelco Credit Union um, back in 1939. So it's a local steel company here in Hamilton. And through mergers and acquisitions and with um, uh, a vestal down in Niagara, um, which was um, focused on the auto industry, um, mergers kept happening and, and First Ontario continued to grow and reach and expand. And 84 years later, we have 30, about 29 branches um, um, across our communities, which services about 130,000 members and in all walks of life. Tell us a bit about the communities, uh, Hamilton, Niagara, because we have listeners all over Canada and, and the U.S. and and uh, some overseas. So tell us about that part of Ontario and and uh, what it was sort of founded right. on, the industries, and sure. and also some of the challenges these days. These days, yeah, absolutely. So so First Ontario uh, head office is in Hamilton. Uh, head office is actually right off the highway here at, in Stony Creek, Ontario. Um, we expand into Hamilton, uh, into Niagara region, um, as far as Thorold, area close to the border of the U.S. We um, expand into Burlington, Halton, and Oakville. Um, We have branches in 
southwestern region, uh, Brantford, um, Tilsonburg, all the way as far as most recent with a merge uh, into the Chatham area. Um, and, and basically, we service um, all walks of life. So retail, uh, personal, um, business members. Um, we service wealth, uh, investment, uh, insurance. Um, so so all the same products and services that you would find in a bank, uh, we have at a credit union. And it's it's open bonded, meaning it's it's open to all the public in order to bank here. It's a, it's a good alternative um, to your banks. And what probably, are, I'm gonna say, sorry, probably a, a, a very, um, one of the best kept secrets. It, it's trying to increase the awareness of credit unions and credit unions expand across Canada. Um, larger, I'm gonna say out West um, and um, you know across all our regions, but credit unions have been uh, shrinking over the last few years because of mergers, smaller ones, it's very hard for smaller ones to um, uh, maintain or for sustainability. And so a lot of merge activities have been happening recently and will continue to. So uh, First Ontario started as a credit union at Stelco. Stelco That's is right. a, a big steel maker yeah. Uh, yeah. in Hamilton, uh, along with DeFasco. Uh, that's that was sort of the heart of when people thought of Hamilton or think of Hamilton, yep. uh, they think of Steeltown. Um, and it's interesting that workers there back in the day in 1939 uh, were pooling their resources to right. create a, a credit union to, to look after each other. So very much my my father worked at Stelco. I remember his pay stubs coming in under um, Stelco Credit Union. And it was, I'm going to say back then and you know, I always tease people, but they come in with their little box and they come and they help um, the workers there with mortgages and car loans. And and that's basically what the cooperative instilled or what the values of it was, was to help its members and help its communities. And what we did was we take that and we continue to grow and expand. And in the Niagara region, uh, I guess all throughout that area, there's a lot of uh, parts manufacturing, uh, car manufacturing, Yep. Um, St. Catharines and Welland and everything to support uh, the, the auto industry and, and parts yep. in that. Um, yep. What are some of the challenges uh, being faced by your members these days? Well, the biggest challenge uh, I'm going to say with credit unions today is uh, the ability to attract a younger demographic, basically backfill. And so um, with that, you need digital services, um, you need um, um, products and services that appeal to a younger demographic. Um, demographic wants, uh, that younger demographic wants things, you know, bank anytime, anywhere, any place. And so it's keeping up with the technology needs um, and, and digital transformation. Now we are, um, one of our strategic initiatives here under the direction of Lloyd Smith, our CEO, is to build on strategic, um, sorry, digital transformation. And so we have things put in place, something recent called Save and Financial, which is a digital platform that uh, competes against a Simply or a Tangerine. And we've seen great, um, great results from that. So it's really continuing to reinvent and listen to the members as to their needs. We are, we don't have deep pockets, but we are, our premise is better fees and better rates for our members. It helps us um, 
um, it helps us support member needs and it helps us to reinvest back into communities. Now, I imagine that, uh, you know, people in your region, like people across Canada are really struggling uh, yeah. to find housing. Oh, uh, affordable housing. Affordable um, housing, yeah. I read a story a while back about um, members of a building, an apartment building in Hamilton, who were trying to convert yeah. it to a co-op, right? Yeah. Uh, to yeah. cooperative housing, and there's been all kinds of hurdles for them and one thing and another. Um, what do you do to support people who are uh, facing uh, the dire prospects of finding affordable housing? How does First Ontario help out? Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, so a um, couple things in, we have a strategic plan here, community impact. And under community impact, we have four pillars. And the four pillars are youth health and wellness. So nutrition, physical fitness, mental health, uh, food instability, um, uh, affordable and sustainable housing, and of course, financial literacy. Um, what we've done over the years, if we've partnered, one of the projects we've done is Bethlehem Housing down in St. Catharines. And that is something, again, um, uh, Lloyd Smith, our CEO, initiated, and it's basically an affordable housing complex. I think it's 135 units. And we've helped um, with, a, with a developer to build the, um, and, and with the mayor of St. Catharines at the time, to build um, um, the building um, and to invest in financial literacy and support. Um, we help with their fundraising initiatives. So I'm going to say that, and that's only one initiative, but that's something we, we, we really, and I'm going to use this term, wrap our arms around the community in order to help support. We can't solve the problem, but we can be and ask, we can assist in the in finding solutions and hopefully others see what we're doing and can follow suit. Um, so very proud of that project down there. Yeah, that's uh, terrific. That spearhead. Yeah, and we, we, we continue to support it today in uh, Empty Bowls, in Soup Fest, in a number of different fundraising initiatives. We help in serving their Christmas dinner. Um, we have our Blue Wave volunteers that go in and do financial literacy presentations. So we um, continue to support that initiative even after um, the building's um, up and, and uh, occupied. You've said financial literacy a few times, mm -hmm. and I know that I read that you uh, have a little spot on CHCH TV, <laughs> yes. uh, which is a, that in itself is a great story of an independent television station in uh, Hamilton. It's yep. others go by the wayside, you know, the ones owned by Rogers and Bell Media and that, but there's CHCH. Um, I mean, I grew up in Toronto and we watch Channel 11 all the time. Okay, yeah. um, so you have a spot there on, so, uh, what do you call it, Financial Friday? Yeah, it's called Finance Friday and it's probably um, almost the longest running like Seinfeld. So it, I think we're in uh, year number 15. Wow. Um, and we have um, Dave Skirman, he's retired now, um, but uh, we've done financial literacy um, segments and what it what we do is try to address questions from the viewers and and we provide education to them not direction but education um, and we try to um, address questions or you know uh, um, refer them to a financial planner we don't promote first Ontario products on that it's used to promote financial literacy uh, and we've had great success with it. Because of that, 
uh, we've introduced a program called Wealth Wednesdays. And so that's with Yvonne Delry, uh, one of our wealth advisors. And it's it's um, it leans towards more sophisticated uh, wealth strategies or investment strategies for um, viewers. Uh, we've had great feedback on both of them. Um, and you can see those episodes on our um, First Ontario website, public site. So, yeah. you know, it's a it's a wonderful public service, uh, those spots and and also, you know, addressing directly uh, concerns of people in the community, be they members or not. Yeah. Um, there's certainly a need uh, for more financial literacy and information as people try and scrape a few dollars together to make ends meet. And to yeah. that end. Um, I first learned about uh, your credit union um, through a press release regarding the work that you do to support food insecurity yep. in your region. And uh, I want to hear more about that because like you said, that is, it's interesting to hear your four pillars. Um, mm. You know, you're, you're looking at uh, the wellness of the com of community members, right? Not just uh, you know, right. uh, where, where they're going to put the few dollars, you know, that they have. So uh, we know food insecurity is a huge issue. Um, kids can't, you know, do a, a, a good day at school if they come to come without right. breakfast and, yeah. and it affects achievement and just wellness. So tell us how this is, this really strikes me. It's a big issue for me is food yeah. insecurity. What are you folks doing? Well, food insecurity, I'm going to say is a universal problem across yes across Canada and across our world, unfortunately. Um, we can do a little part and we would encourage others to do as well too. Um, so we have a Blue Wave team and, and Blue Wave is basically that. It's a wave that goes into the community that um, um, uh, supports in all different ways. Student, One of the initiatives we have here is called Student Nutrition Program. And what that involves is, and it, it's been in effect, or we, we started it back in 2010. And we've given over $2.5 million into the program, into our nutrition partners across all our communities. So mm -hmm. like I talked about, stems from Niagara Falls into Burlington, Hamilton, um, and all the way to Chatham. And what it is, is working with the, sorry, nutrition partners to provide funds into their programs so they can go to the grocery stores to buy food to have delivered to the schools so the kids can have a breakfast or a snack in the morning. And um, um, basically uh, this year we donated another $250,000, but with the generosity of EQ Banks Empowering the Community Program, we were awarded another $50,000 on top of that. So in a very much time of need where increase in cost in food and increase in participation. More schools are requesting support. We were able to donate $300,000 to our community. What that involves is um, us donating the food, but with the donation, we don't only write the check. First Ontario and many credit unions step up to the plate and they we have our Blue Wave team going into the schools and basically preparing or prepping the snacks. So whether that's been uh, putting bins together of uh, the food uh, groups. Um, Monday morning, I myself and my partner put 30 bins together for the classrooms. We go around and deliver them. And there is a dairy and there is a, um, um, 
a, a fruit um, and a bread, a grain. And um, um, love it because when you go around, you connect with the teachers, the students come in to see you. Um, and it's exactly right. I'm going to say nutrition is very important um, for the learning. It's important that kids have um, meals and snacks and nutrition in order to get their brain working in the morning. And, um, and, and if we can play a little part of that, that's a good thing. And, um, and just the faces on the kids. There are kids that come into the room when we're preparing um, and they'll ask for a banana and they'll ask for an apple. And I'm in Hamilton. I'm not like, it's not, it's, it's, it's a problem at every social economical level in our, 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 our city, in our province, in our country. Yeah. And, um, and so this program has been going on for 10 years um, and we've had great success. So we have probably half of our workforce, our Blue Wave volunteers, uh, 15 to 20% of them are, are Blue Wave supporters for student nutrition program, whether that's delivering apples, whether that's in Niagara, we deliver apples. In Brantford, we deliver apples to the schools from the local farmers, so farm to table program. Wonderful. We, um, we do all sorts of different snacks and breakfasts, our CEO um, has been flipping pancakes many times down in Niagara for their programs, whatever the school needs, whether that's a fridge that broke and, and to hold this, hold all the produce or all the food. That's also something we assist with. So we've done a lot of work in working with the nutrition partners. Um, and hopefully you'll be able to talk to one of them shortly, but they can give you their story on, on the struggles that they're seeing and hopefully how we've helped tried to help a little bit in overcome those struggles. So you're really, as you know, as, as financial cooperatives do, um, giving back to the community in so many ways, um, this food, this support of the food programs, which are more and more important every single day uh, is, is wonderful. And financial <laughs> literacy, the housing, uh, and the fact that your members, uh, sorry, your staff and I, I guess perhaps members as well in the community are uh, also involved in volunteering uh yeah um we have we um um we open up our volunteer to um staff to, and to retirees not to members at this point um but um we do open up um the ability to donate or to make aware to our members um and so what we've done I'm going to say instead of writing the check, we have helped build awareness and profile so our members can help direct their funds as well, too, if they so choose. And um, you just sorry to step on yep. that, but um, you mentioned um, retirees uh, being involved. That's wonderful yep. because they yep. also have so much to offer and uh, can over a long period of time can see the value, right? Oh, yeah. Of, oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're fun to work with. And yeah. You know, um, um, and they. Um, are very proud of the organization that they've worked for all these years. So sure. it's nice they they to give back, um, and, and you know it's a it's it's wonderful that an organization like First Ontario, um, through our board and through our senior executive team, support this initiative year after year. I read that you have a partnership of sorts with Brock University and St. Catharines. What is yeah. tell us more about that? So we've um, uh, we have a three year partnership with Brock University. Uh, 
and it, it aligns with our financial literacy pillar. And what we do there is a couple things is we do podcasts there with some of our um, branch managers or staff from First Ontario, very similar to the Finance Friday concept, right. but it's answering questions from students. Um, so at a different level of Finance Friday, um, it's um, it's um, it addresses um, student questions from their their um, financial um, center, um, and we go through scenarios. Um, and another thing that we do is the Goodman Lemonade program as to where we work with grade schools through Brock and in order to, to help them develop their lemonade stand. So how to grow a business. That's wonderful. Out there. Yes. Oh, you're getting and, them at all ages. All but, ages. you know, what I'm hearing is that education and awareness is so much a part of what you're doing. I mean, it's as it's it's really something you're it's terrific. Um, it, um, it, it, it you can never you know, they, we have to start teaching them young yeah. uh, financial literacy. It is not um, really taught in the schools. It, it's an opportunity us for to connect on all levels right. uh, within our community in order to help um, them uh, or, or the members or prospective members achieve or on their journey, on their financial journey. Right. And, and it kind of circles back to what you were saying about um, attracting uh, a younger demographic so they get to learn about you know, financial literacy, they learn about First uh, Ontario, and um, maybe they uh, develop, you know, bonds with First Ontario down the road. Before I let you go, what's, uh, what's on the horizon, let's say, over the next few years? I know there's always emerging issues. Um, yeah. But what are you folks focusing on looking ahead? Um, yeah, I think the focus will be looking at um, other opportunities in order to scale. Um, it's a, it's a crazy interest rate environment right now. Um, and so we are weathering the storm. Well, um, you know, we want to continue to grow in order to provide better services, rates, um, fees for our members and to continue to wrap our arms around the community in order to invest and provide more services to them. So, you know, our, our whole, we have a purpose statement. The purpose statement is to provide members for sustainable futures. And so what we can do or put into place in order to ensure that um, um, that's why we're here. That's why we exist, credit unions. Terrific. Well, Joanne, thanks so much for spending time with us today on Each for All and, and telling us a bit more about the wonderful, wonderful initiatives. And like you say, wrapping your arms around the community from Hamilton to Niagara yeah. uh, to Welland and Chatham and Tilsonburg farming country. I mean, that's a big, it's a big area of Ontario and, and people working very hard to make ends meet and, and you're there to support them in all kinds of ways. And for me, especially the food security, uh, those kids I've taught for many years and mm -hmm. And I know that uh, yeah. kid comes to school without anything yeah. uh, in their stomach. It's it's really hard to be there and be present. So uh, we are going to speak to one of your nutrition partners yeah. uh, and hear more about that in the Niagara region and hopefully to one of your Blue Wave volunteers yeah. to see what it's like from their end. So thanks so much. Take good care and uh, all the best going forward from us. Thanks, Joanne. Thank I appreciate the time. Thank you. That was Joanne Battaglia of First Ontario Credit Union describing the many ways her financial cooperative wraps its arms around the communities it serves. Let's pause for a station ID 
then return with more of tonight's show. You're listening to Vancouver Co-op Radio 100.5 CFRO. We are a non-commercial station bringing you voices and stories and perspectives you probably won't hear elsewhere. We are supported by members and by donations. You can become a member by going to our website at www.coopradio.org. If you like what you hear but don't want to be a member, that's cool too. You can still help by clicking on the donate arrow at the top right of the website. Co-op Radio thanks you for listening and for helping build our community of listeners and programmers. Give me that! It's mine! I want it! No, it's mine! No, give it to me! You have to give it back! Stop! Instead of fighting, try working together. Honestly, openly in a spirit of caring for others. And tune in to Each for All, The Cooperative Connection. Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. on CFRO 100.5 FM, on your dial and online at coopradio.org. Try cooperating. You'll feel better for it. As we heard from Joanne, First Ontario's Blue Wave volunteers are made up of more than half its employees, plus retired members of the community. And one of those volunteers is Tom Irvin. He looks after training, employee engagement, diversity, equity, and inclusion at First Ontario. He also gives freely of his time as a Blue Wave volunteer. Here's our conversation. I've been Blue Wave since I've been at First Ontario. So I've, I've, I've always been a part of it. And that's partially because I think volunteering in and of itself is incredibly important. And, and it builds empathy. It builds compassion. It allows you to impact the lives of others and give back. But at the end of the day, it also is one of the handful of experiences that I can consistently walk away from thinking, I am really glad I did that. And volunteering is just one of those experiences. Blue Wave makes that incredibly easy for me for a couple of reasons. It's highly accessible. We share a ton of different opportunities across a whole host of different interests. We use an app called Do Some Good. That's one of our partners. It's actually used by other credit unions as well. We can can share stories. We can stay connected with other volunteers and event organizers. And one of the reasons that we've been able to get such great participation is I, I think people truly do believe in what we're doing, but there is an a breadth of opportunities that we make available. So if people are interested in different things and it's important to our community, we look for opportunities to provide those volunteer possibilities for our teams. So give us some examples of of the kind of volunteering you've done over the years. So I've been doing student nutrition program for a considerable period of time. I've also done a lot of work with mail service at nonprofits. So One of the things I liked most about that is you really got to see the impact that you were having. So we would come, we would prepare the meal, we would serve the meal. And I was supporting those same organizations for years. So you really got to know the the, the clients that were coming in there. And it was, for me, it was such an impactful and important experience. You got to know people and you really got to see the impact that you were having. This year, we actually, for the first time, offered volunteer opportunities at Hamilton Pride. So I participated at that and that was fantastic. Fantastic. Like what kind um, of things did First Ontario do at Pride? So we reach out to the organization and we really let them tell us, like, listen, where okay. can we help you the most? And they'll provide yeah. us a whole lot of volunteer possibilities that are at the event. And then we provide those opportunities to our team. Like, would you like to volunteer at the stage and helping set up for artists? Um, when I got there, they're like, listen, we really need help at the welcome desk. So 
the first people you saw when you went to the Hamilton Pride this year are myself and my co- one of my colleagues from the learning and development team. Right. It is absolutely something we will be back at next year. We're, we're looking for a lot of opportunities. We want our volunteer opportunities to be reflective of the communities that we represent, all of the members of our community. Um, I'm also, yeah, it's, it was a fantastic experience. I'm also on the board of directors for the First Ontario Performing Arts Centre. Um, we did what was called a community first day this year. So every single region within First Ontario had a volunteer-related event happening all simultaneously on the same day. So for me, that meant putting in mulch and planting in planting planting different types of vegetables in the community garden, but that changed. So it offered people across First Ontario, so whether it was Chatham or Burlington or Hamilton or the Niagara region, we sought out opportunities across all of our regions to give all of our team members, because one of the reasons I think we have such great representation is we try to provide opportunities for them to volunteer all across our communities. So we used to do a lot in Hamilton, but as we've grown as an organization, we want to make sure that we are supporting all of the communities we live, we reside in. How many employees uh, are there at First Ontario? We're about 550. I'll I'll have to get you. A, I'll I'll get you an accurate yeah. number, and I can get yeah. that for you. So we're about 550. And you know what's what I'm hearing you say is that. Um, you know, for volunteering, uh, for example, being at the welcome table at Pride or or being, uh, you know, facing forward, right, to, with clients and necessarily, it's, it might not be for everyone, but someone might want to pack, you know, vegetable boxes or do something behind yeah. the scenes. It sounds like you're making a lot of different opportunities available and they are all geared towards giving back to the communities you serve. Is that right? Absolutely. When I talk to people about what makes a credit union different, I lean really heavily on the cooperative principles. And for me, Blue Wave is a really great example of concern for community. Yeah, I'm hearing that more and more. Um, Joanne was talking about uh, financial literacy and affordable housing and student nutrition and, and just the wrapping your arms around the community uh is is wonderful give me a few other examples of where your volunteers are active so student nutrition actually looks a few different ways so i i'm actually part of a student nutrition program where i come we we support it multiple days the day i go we'll prep and it's it's across a variety of like different food groups so we'll have a dairy a grain we'll have a protein so there's also opportunities to deliver apples we've actually also supported our members so we've we've let them know that the blue wave organization the blue wave volunteer team is something that aligns not just with our communities but with our members who have shared values with first ontario so we'll ask them are there important events so we've we've actually provided a volunteer support those events as well and that's been not-for-profit events that's been charity fundraisers for them we've done we supported a number of our partners from there's been a lot of different not pro, not for profit so I'm trying to think of all the different ones because there's been so many different examples over the over the years but what you're saying to your members uh, member organizations and nonprofits and others who who i would say get a better uh welcome uh more support through the credit union sector than let's say a bank um, by and large, because they're, you know, they're, they're struggling uh, to make ends meet. You're, you're saying to them, if you have an event or an activity, and you need a volunteer workforce, 
uh, or volunteers, we're here to help. That's another way that we can help you. And what's the response been in the community to that? Whenever I've reached out and offered it to the partner, so I've worked in different parts of the organization. I've worked in our retail banking. I actually worked in community partnerships. So I, I worked, I actually worked with Joanne. So whenever we would offer that, it was for them, it showed that we were more than just their, their place that they bank. We were truly a partner and we wanted to make sure that we were, we were looking for ways to support the things that were important to them. And that's, that's been a whole cross section of thing of things. Now, we're starting to be able to reintroduce new opportunities. That was, that was one of the one, that was well one of the many unfortunate things that happened through COVID is that volunteerism looked a little bit different. But one of the things that I am grateful for is our community partnerships team have consistently reached out and like, all right, we weren't able to do this for a while, but is it available again? And, and we'll keep reaching out. Plus one of the things that we've, we've shared is if it's important to you and your community and we aren't necessarily aware of it, submit it we had a, one of the reasons we were able to get i think to our participation levels was because we were reaching out to our our employees and asking what's important to you because if it's important to you it's blue wave wonderful now joanne mentioned that uh, some of the blue wave volunteers are retired members of the community tell me yes. about about them and working with them because that's wonderful uh, often retirees um, they've given up a lot, even though they want to retire, they're looking for a sense of purpose uh, in this new chapter of their lives. So what's it like working with them? It's been, so actually the example I'm going to give is a retired First Ontario employee. So she actually participated in the breakfast program. She was a long community, a long blue, a long time blue wave member of First Ontario, retired, and it was so important to her. And it was twofold. It was important to her to continue to give back to the community, and we made that possible. But it was also easy for her because it was accessible. There was a breadth of opportunity. So she has been with me actually last year. She was she was with me every single Tuesday morning doing doing breakfast program, and she could have been anywhere. Like she continued to support this because it aligned with her values, regardless of whether or not she was working at First Ontario. It's it's something that I'm I'm hoping more and more of our of our team members will continue to participate in. And when you're at the breakfast program, uh, is that at an elementary school or high school? It is. It's and a, so- I, I'm at, a, at an elementary school. I've been actually, whatever region I, like when I worked at a branch, I volunteered at a school that was close to my branch. Now that I work at our, at our head office, I actually work at a school that's closer to that location. And so what's it like for you being there with the kids? What are you hearing back from the kids and the staff and family members of the of the school you volunteer in we hear more from the staff so i this is a program that's always been personally quite important to me i grew up in a household of of teachers and my mom worked at some schools where people didn't necessarily get the kind of start that i got and it's heartbreaking and i'm it's one of the things i'm most proud about working at first ontario because we realize there's enough going on and enough stress in kids lives that getting enough to eat should not be one of those worries. So the support that we provide and the the community prize that EQ Bank provided, we're grateful for that because it allows us to keep giving back. So that was 50,000 over and above the 250,000. So for me, student nutrition it was a bit of a, a bit of a, a passion involvement because I, I grew up with that kind of I grew up with parents who committed to that. I grew up with a mom who worked at a school where kids didn't have a program like this. And it was 
it was so important. And you can see the difference every time you go there every week that it's uh, you're hearing from staff that it that it's huge. The kids can't uh, have a good day or be present if they don't have anything in their stomachs. This is this is how I first heard about First uh, Ontario was that grant from EQ Bank and and I you know twigged into the work that you do in student nutrition. It's it's tremendous. And it, we're lucky because the we have great education partners like the teachers are there. They're they're not. They're very appreciative and they also get involved too. Like they'll pop in, we get to see them. So most of the time I'm, I'm, I deliver typically before the kids are there. So I usually, I see them and they'll see me. I, some of the kids who deliver the, I'll usually deliver to the different classrooms. I'm not, I volunteered in other organized in other not-for-profits and other groups. So I've, I volunteered um, at a youth shelter and I was much more directly involved. Whereas at the school, I'm usually prepped. They're coming into the school as I'm as I'm heading out. I'm there usually at about 7:45, and I'm there till about usually about nine o'clock. So they're just starting their day, and I'm heading off to uh, to start mine. But other other opportunities. So the the youth shelter was something that I had participated in. That was that I actually got to see. But it's it, it's always been really focused on. I, for me, there's been a lot in the youth health and wellness space, and it was it was kids who were living through situations you really felt terrible about. And if we had an opportunity to give back to that, I, I wanted to be a part. Well, Tom, it's wonderful to share some time with you, um, learning more about the blue wave of volunteers from First Ontario and the wonderful things that you do to give back to the community uh, in so many ways. We thank you and we thank all the blue wave volunteers, retirees and current employees uh, it's just a wonderful um, connection and we're all building community and, and helping each other out. And I, I, I say credit unions really lead the way on that. So thanks so much and, and take good care and our best to everyone there at First Ontario. Be yeah, well. Thank, thank you, Sandy. Thanks. Have, uh, thank you very much for your time and this opportunity and have a great weekend. That was Tom Irvin, a longtime Blue Wave volunteer supporting student nutrition and Hamilton Pride on behalf of First Ontario Credit Union. That's it for this edition of Each for All, the Cooperative Connection. Thanks to my fellow cooperator, Joshua Peterman, for putting all the pieces together. I'm Sandy Goldman. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and have a cooperative week. Uh-huh.